This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. This is a big day for our radio station because beginning at 6 a.m., we are going to do our day-long tribute to our friend and colleague, Bernard McGurk. Obviously, Bernard was the linchpin of our radio station, the backbone of our radio station, probably the smartest person that works here, probably the funniest person that works here. And usually those two things do not always go hand in hand. So uh, there is a full day of tributes today from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. as we'll pay tribute to the life and times of Bernard McGurk. Listen all day. As those who were closest to Bernie on and off the air join us for a special day of programming. Now, I know some of the things that they have planned, and I don't want to spoil all the surprises for you, but let me tell you a little bit of what you can look forward to between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. Charles McCord, the longtime news person and sidekick on the I Miss in the Morning program, he's going to be participating in the festivities. Chris Mad Dog Russo. Bo Deedle, the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, Mike Breen, Warner Wolf, and a whole lot more of, of folks that knew Bernie, that worked with Bernie, that liked Bernie, and that dealt with him in every facet of his life. So uh, it's going to be very interesting, and it's all going to be available at wabcradio.com, a portion of it. We're all going to remember Bernie's life and his broadcasting career. It's really going to be something. So I do hope you'll tune in. Obviously, uh, yesterday was Bernie's funeral, and uh, it's still just so sad. And on some level, it just seems so surreal. All right. uh, I will mention this a few other times throughout the course of the program so that people can remember to tune in if they're interested in hearing it. And we're going to cover some fun things as well. Uh, One of the things that we're going to cover in just a minute is something that was very important to Bernie, and that's uh, the issue of parenting. What you should let your child do, what you should not let your child do. Obviously, this is something I'm, I've always been interested in, but I'm very newly attuned to, given my new status as a parent. So we're going to get into that and a whole lot more in just a moment. This is The Other Side of Midnight, to be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 Local Spotlight. Good morning, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I have long been skeptical of the effectiveness of gun buyback programs in reducing violent crime and actually reducing shootings. Well, that skepticism has been raised to a whole new level after what has happened in New York. 
The Attorney General here in New York State, Letitia James, has changed the rules of a state gun buyback program after a participant exploited the system by using a 3D printer to make firearm parts in bulk that he then exchanged for $21,000 in gift cards. So the seller, whose real name we don't know, he used a pseudonym. He said he traveled from West Virginia to a gun buyback in Utica, New York, back in August to take advantage of a loophole in the program and to demonstrate that buybacks are futile in an era of printable weapons. So at the buyback, the seller turned in 60 printed auto sears, which are small devices that can convert firearms into fully automatic weapons. And under the rules of the buyback, hosted by the Attorney General, Letitia James, and city police, that entitled him to $350 for each of the printed parts including a $100 premium since they were deemed ghost guns lacking serial numbers. So the seller obviously said that the prospect of making money was enticing, but that the big reason he did this was to send a message. He called the idea of buybacks ridiculously stupid, adding that the people running this event are horribly uneducated about guns, gun crime, and the laws surrounding the regulation of guns. The Attorney General's office said it responded to the loophole by giving buyback personnel more discretion to determine the value of weapons being handed in and setting a standard that all 3D printed guns accepted by the program must be capable of being fired more than one. Well, that's a ridiculous way to close this loophole. Essentially, they're saying you have to do a better job printing guns. You have to print guns that are more lethal in order to get paid. The new rules were in place at uh, a recent gun buyback in September in a Syracuse suburb. Buybacks are a very popular way for government officials all over the country, not just here in New York, to try to get guns off the street typically with a promise of no questions asked and amnesty for anyone who turns in an illegal weapon. This confirms a lot of suspicions that I've had over the years, which is I don't think gun buybacks do much at all to reduce people actually getting shot. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. There's so much negativity in the news, even on this radio station from time to time, that I thought it might behoove us to share with you some good news. Uh, The good news is this. The Statue of Liberty's crown is now open for the first time since the pandemic began. Long after September 11th, uh, the crown at the Statue of Liberty remained closed. Uh, Anthony Weiner, when he was in Congress, actually was a leader in getting that crown reopened. I have to give him credit for that. And it was closed for at least five years, probably closer to six or seven and it reopened and it was great and then with the pandemic it closed again now here we are and for the first time in two and a half years people visiting the statue of liberty can once again climb up to its crown for a sweeping view of new york harbor as the national park service lifts one of its remaining covid restrictions People are ready to get into Lady Liberty's crown. Tickets to visit the crown are sold out for nearly the entire month of October. Uh, adult tickets, which include a ferry ride from either New York or New Jersey, cost $24.30. Most uh, trips also include a stop at the Ellis Island Museum of Immigration. To reach the crown, and I remember doing this as a kid and it was a lot of fun, to reach the crown, visitors must navigate one 162 stairs, and that's after they mount the statue's pedestal. 
What I would always say uh, when people would ask me for advice, if they had friends visiting New York or if they themselves were a tourist to New York, I would say when the crown was closed, don't visit. Don't visit the Statue of Liberty. The best way to see the Statue of Liberty is for free from the Staten Island Ferry. That is not true with the crown reopened. With the crown open, it's an adventure. It's a beautiful view. You feel like you really are the king of the world seeing New York from the top of the world like this. And there's just something so satisfying about scaling 162 stairs, 162 stairs, not counting the uh, pedestal, because the pedestal is another 215 stairs. But climbing all those stairs to get to the crown, it's a lot of fun, uh, particularly if you have some young people that are in decent enough shape to walk up all those steps. And I would encourage you, if you have friends coming to town, maybe around Thanksgiving or around December, or if you yourself are listening outside of the area and you're thinking of planning a trip to New York, think about uh, visiting the Statue of Liberty now that the crown is reopened. But just make sure you get your tickets early. Beam me up. To be continued. The other side of midnight. Local spotlight. One more hour to go. Don't even think of touching that radio dial. Well, here's one more reason to root for the home team. And this actually may affect my decision as to who to root for in the baseball playoffs on the national league end of things i am supporting the dodgers and until yesterday i was going to do my typical thing where i root against the yankees because that's what many of us met fans do but mayor adams announced nearly 100 million dollars in economic activity for new york city from the 2022 yankees and mets playoff games evidently new york is expected to generate a minimum of $93 million in economic activity, stimulating local businesses, creating jobs, and economic opportunity for New Yorkers across the five boroughs. I have to tell you, whether you're a Yankee fan, whether you're a Met fan, or whether you're not a baseball fan at all, this is great news for New York. Stimulating local businesses and creating jobs is something that we should all be rooting for. So each home playoff game played by the Yankees and the three already played by the Mets in the wild card series is projected to generate, we're talking about each game here, is projected to generate more than $15 million of economic impact. And with both teams playing multiple home playoff games for the first time since 2006, the 2022 postseason could be very beneficial to the city's economy at a time when we need all the help we can get in terms of an economic recovery. So, I have to tell you, I'm a longtime Yankee, I don't want to call myself a Yankee hater because I respect the Yankees and a lot of the great folks that have worn pinstripes over the years, but I am typically someone that roots against the Yankees, but I am rooting for them to get to the World Series if for no other reason than to keep this economic recovery going. I want to remind folks uh, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. here on WABC, we're doing a special day-long tribute to Bernard McGurk, his life and times. You're going to hear from some folks that knew him, some folks that work with him, people like Charles McCord, Chris Mad Dog Russo, Bo Deedle, the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams, Mike Breen, my friend Warner Wolf, and many more. They'll all remember Bernie's life and broadcasting career. Listen right here on 77 WABC from 6 a.m. until 6 p.m. To be continued.